Yeah. Um, so yeah, we drove to West Hollywood and um, yeah, man. Equally as fun. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want to say exactly how much was spent, but it was upwards of a thousand dollars on plates. And this wow. was the sale. Was you can use some of that savings for game time. The back-to-back podcast is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Dave, did you know that ticket prices drop right before the game starts? I did, actually, because I use Game Time. Yeah, and Game Time tracks the prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. They're able to show you the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. How much? Up to 60% off. Ooh. That's crazy. That doesn't seem right. John, what's an upcoming Wolves game? Uh, they got the rematch, Cat and Gobert, Wednesday night. Ooh, they just took one in Utah. Well, if you're in Minnesota and you want to see that, check out that upcoming schedule. Go to the Game Time app. You can get that matchup. They may sweep the Jazz this year. They may get them in the playoffs and sweep. You can see the, say that you saw it <laughs> first and foremost this week because you use the Game Time app to get Tickets, oh my god, it's so simple too, guys. You just it you just go through it. Tap, tap. Just tap tap all over the games, right? Tap on the games. You tap on the games, you're like, oh, I want to see that Wolves Jazz game. Oh, I want to see Spurs Rockets, right? Tap, tap. Oh, I want to see the Clippers and Lakers. You know, I want to <laughs> see any of those. The game time app is simple, quickie, easy to use, easy to navigate. Download the game time app. It's in the Google Play Store or the App Store. You can score last minute deals on tickets up to 60% off. Welcome to the Back to Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'll call you in a minute. Baby got back, Jade. Uh, does everybody know what happened with Waz? Yeah. No, oh, man. Wait, yeah, exactly. I showed up. Hold on. I showed up to the Incredible game. story. I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. I, sh- I showed up to the game Saturday night, and Waz comes walking over to me while I'm sitting courtside during warm-ups. I'm like, aren't you supposed to be in Columbia? <laughs> Like, yes, I am supposed to be, but um, unfortunately, I was denied entry at the Colombian Border Patrol what? or Border Security. What? Yeah, um, they, said my, they said my passport was too damaged and that they couldn't let me in the country with a passport that, that's that damaged. Um, it wasn't that, you know, my picture wasn't, you know, clear or the information or that it didn't scan. It just, it's just old and beat up. Um, and uh, they put me right back on the plane that I showed up on. <laughs> so, so, was, so was, instead of a bachelor party in <laughs> Colombia, what did you do the next morning? I, I was um, on a plane at six in the morning, uh, East Coast time in Fort Lauderdale, back to yeah. L.A. And then the morning after that? Oh, oh Saturday morning. <laughs> Saturday morning, I woke up at 5.30. Um, so that I could get to Heath Ceramics, they do their annual <laughs> blowout sale. Um, it's like if people don't who don't know what Heath Ceramics is, it's like they just make high end, you know, very hip, very expensive yeah. dinnerware, serveware, some all would, of that. Some would call it the Columbia of the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Bed the, Bath and so, Beyond. So, I don't know so, if we'll have time. Right. Lock it in. There's, like, someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear yeah. it? Congratulate them on the second. This is the Basketball Buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason. With Zach Harper. Oh, man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. 
Winston's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, this isn't for we. This is a you know lifetime achievement award right now that he's getting. I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South will rise again. I'll tell oh, you that much. I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. I want to apologize for all the physical and mental abuse the whole time we were here. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. <laughs> he may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Hoy. My mic on. A lot of women have pictures in the dating apps with Jeff Goldberg. It's enough of a thing that Jeff Goldberg has commented on. Right. If they get caught, he gets thrown in jail. Mecca of basketball. Are you making calls for Fred Cat? Because Cat has been killing it. I don't know if he's that good. <laughs> no. This is a journey. Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. A journey which along the way will bring to you new colors, new dimensions, new What's up, buddy? So, dreams, so hope. Wait, wait, were you mad, Was? Like, were you, were you livid? Yeah, and the, but the thing is, you know, it's a foreign country. Neither one of the dudes who I spoke to spoke English with any, you know, they weren't fluent in English. So it's like, what, like, I'm talking and I'm being irate and I'm doing the American thing where it's like, I need to speak to a manager, but it was just like, <laughs> no, it's not happening. You're done, buddy. And you, you know, know. you gotta think about it. That's like, a terrible Columbia, feeling. You know, and Colombia is not like some affluent country. Like, this is a good-ass job. Why would that guy put his fucking job on the line for me, some stranger? Some black dude, by the way. You understand? Like, that's another thing Unreal. you gotta understand when you're going into these situations. Like, I am black, so it's like, eh, if it's on the line, Chances are it's going to be get your ass back to Compton. It's not a Haiti, <laughs> Colombia, you I know. know. You, you didn't bring no, the black I, passport? Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to give him the white one. Well, you <laughs> oh, I thought, I thought my Pablo? black passport was American. Um, <laughs> Tori? Coming to see Pablo. Um, <laughs> that's just amazing. That's an So you yeah. actually... How long was it between those two flights? Uh, no time. Like, literally, as soon as I got um, denied by customs, I was right back literally on the exact same plane that I showed up on. They Two women got my bags from the carousel. Like, I was oh, like, man. can I go identify my bags? And they were like, no, just give me your tickets. <laughs> and then they went and got the tickets. They took my tickets. They found my bags. They brought it to me. And then I just went right back on the plane. Um, and, you know, the nice the nice lady from JetBlue was like, they just told me why they didn't let you in. And that is just bullshit. You know, she was trying to console me. But she I put mean, you in first class because that's the only way to console me. There was no first class class when I was playing. Uh, it was um, just a, and it was and it was one of those planes that didn't have the touch screen TV. Oh, no charge. My phone was dead. So when I got back to Florida, I had to, like, figure out a way to freaking get in contact with my cousin so I could, you know, spend the night at her house again and. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, I was more upset about um, the money that I spent, honestly, more than anything. Like, you know, experiences with my friends, like, whatever, I'm going to see those dudes in December for the actual wedding. And I was in DR for a different bachelor bachelor party for the same group of freaking friends in July. Like, I don't, like, it's fine that I miss Columbia, but I, I take a bath on the freaking money spent. Mm. Huh. It's terrible. So, wow. 
Yeah. Ven- Venmo.com slash Big Waz. <laughs> Get them back to Columbia. <laughs> Get them a new passport. Yeah. <laughs> I won't be traveling abroad till next year, next year, August. So I got time to get that situated you know i had to renew my passport last year and was able to send it to this processing facility in texas that mm-hmm. basically only exists for texas and it took like 10 days to get it back it was amazing oh that's dope yeah oh, 10 days. They'll, do same, they'll do same day if you have like an itinerary i didn't and... have to pay any extra it was well, just yeah so look into that ethan yes ethan what's up buddy hello much watching Hello? some Israeli basketball. Uh, oh, what, the, which which Warriors start? player is gonna is coming from the Israeli league? So they can get old Denny, old Denny, Denny, Denny. Idea. Yep. Who I I I I, uh, I mean, look, I don't want to write him off because he's he's young, and Lord knows I'm no scout. Uh, but mm, I mean, is it really? Top top ten pick. I mean, really? I mean, I, I I don't I don't see it. I don't see it really. All right, there you go. I mean, he'll probably get, he'll probably go too high. <laughs> Just my take. Just my take. Uh, I've been loving not not so much the Euro League, but uh, I, I, the NBL. It's all about the NBL right now. Uh, oh, Melo, baby. Oh, it's so it's so fun. I mean, that game had an energy to it. Lamelo versus Bogut. Um, it, it, it was it was incredible. It was a packed house, and I I think I tweeted about this. But what's so incredible about watching NBL? And I know the people who know have known about this for a while. I'm a noob, right? I, this is I, I haven't really checked this out until recently. Uh, they give you a live feed of the timeout huddle, uncensored. Uncensored. Oh, Oh, that's nice. A complete invasion of privacy. And so you're watching the coach. (laughs) All about that invasion of privacy. You're you're watching the coach drop the play, say what's going to happen. There's cursing. It's basketball HBO. And he's going like, hey, you get that little motherfucker over there. He can't fucking guard you. Get the fuck on him right now. And it, 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 you, you hear, you says, okay, right now it's going to be horns. Screen the screener. You go there. You're watching the interaction. It gives you a little bit of a better insight too, because I can watch how RJ Hampton deals with the coach, and I can watch how Lamelo deals with his coach. So you get more information. Um, man, that's a cool invasion of privacy. Very voyeuristic. Very entertaining. You talk about wanting to increase NBA ratings here. There it is. Well, yeah. Put the NBL on. Bullet. No. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean? Oh, you mean put the timeouts? <laughs> I mean, put the, the NBL, If the NBA did as the NBL does, it would be the most popular sport in America. If it had the same setup, if it had as few games as the NBL has. Now the NBL. It, nowhere near the talent level of the NBA. So obviously I think NBA better than NBL. But if if the NBA had this setup where maybe they have one game in a week and it's like waiting for an NFL game and 
you just feel the difference. You see the defense, the defense is just keyed up on a completely other level because of the fewer games. And so uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that the NBA just can't go back in time and have an NBL like setup. I, I think two a week, like they, like they have in the Euro league makes yeah. a lot of sense. Jade, I, I mean, a, Jade, is this a replay episode? Yeah, we're, we're back we've here. Done the, we've done this episode before, yeah. right? Let's, yeah. uh, there's gotta be 64 I wanna, games, Dave. I want to, I want to tag 58, 58, 58. 58 I, tag, no. I, I feel like we've done this episode with Tom, with Amin, with, with yeah. Uh, yeah. Ethan, with Dave. Like I, I want to do the ratings discussion in a different way. Uh, ah. I want to talk about sort of, I don't want to give him any, uh, any credence to what he says. Cause you know, he's a monster, but Samus Fandiari was, was so, talking about the lack of, you know, proper marketing and everything. I do think there's, I think there's something to that in a league where PR owning social media and everything has become such a focus and they've, they've been the best at it. Um, I do wonder if that is given less incentive for younger fans to want to watch games. Yeah. For some reason, Photoshopping uh, an NBA player's head on somebody or some clip relevant in pop culture hasn't translated into <laughs> massive television. Base. Who do? Who do? I, I thought that 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 that's all you had to do is have uh, a bunch of young people running the social media accounts affiliated with your league, uh, hopping on the latest trend or the latest meme. Um, and that would, uh, really gin up interest in the games, but it, it doesn't seem to go that way. Um, I even forgot the, I even forgot the question. I just got distracted by my own sarcastic point. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we, uh, do we feel, do we feel like the league has given incentives to watch the games? Like forget about the no. whole, Oh, there are too many games. I don't want to even deal with that. I'm just talking but about the any game. problem. You know, I, I think Sam is right and he is wrong. I think the root problem, it's almost the raising of consciousness within the league and among the fans of everybody realizing that one game is 1.2% of a season. <laughs> I think that is the root issue. They can keep the focus on the games, but that is not going to, obviate everybody knowing that it's just a game and who wins and who loses doesn't matter too much. But is it, it, really, but is it, is it a yeah. good product? Is it a good product? Like, like the net, like the national, like we're all, we're really just talking about nationally televised games here, right? Our national, no, no, our no, no, no. Local ratings are tanking. No, it's, but, uh, it's all, it's but, all well, bad. It's I'm, I'm, no, that matters. But I'm like, the discussion has been about the nationally televised games, right? Well, that's and, just because that's the information we have. We will sure. have information in the sports business journal uh, about a month or two from now where we'll say this is what the RSNs have. But I suspect you're not going to get you're not going to get a different answer uh, as far as how this is trending. Well, and I wonder, like the, the other part that I'm wondering about, if we just want to kind of put the number of games to the side here and, and explore other areas is the, getting back to that social media bubble and like Ethan, like you were saying how the NBA is so good at kind of cultivating an audience there and, and, and speaking to the young people that way. But I, you know, I've fallen into the trap so many times where what I see in my feed, what I'm getting in my notifications um, and what, and kind of the reaction that I get is I think the whole world believes that I think that, that it extends far beyond this Twitter bubble that I have. And so like, I wonder if because the NBA has dominated the social media sphere so well, um, I wonder if they're almost uh, overestimating the impact that that has. And they say, Oh, look at all of our 
Twitter followers and our Instagram followers Absolutely. and the engagement that we yeah. have and everything must be good. But what you realize is it's still a re- pretty small audience and you need yeah. to get outside of that to the casual fans who don't, who aren't basketball Twitter and engage those people. Every time I hear there needs to be more NBA Twitter involved, I, I immediately tune it out. It's an awful idea. Terrible oh, idea. Horrendous it, idea. It needs to be more mainstream. You need less yeah. Twitter. Quit putting tweets on your on your broadcast, right? Like NBA on TNT. Unless they feature, they're making fun of Charles Barkley. Right, which is fine. NBA, that's always funny yeah, when they, when they like, do that. Yep. Just, just act like Twitter doesn't exist. But the other thing is, I think, you know, to Sam's point, that the way that you have people on television talking about the current game and product yeah. also has a detrimental effect. When you have guys like Charles Barkley, who who doesn't know of players on a team when he actually has someone that could provide that information, right? Like it's not, it's not hard to fake it. Uh, we do it all the time. Right, Zach? Um, oh, fake it constantly. Well, I yeah, mean, I, I forgot well, I, Chandler Parsons I, was still in the league, right? Yo, I, but, I saw him warm up. Yeah. The other night. And then when he, when he checked into the game, I was yeah. like, Oh, Chandler Parsons in the league. And I right. literally just seen Completely him warm up two forgot. hours before. Yeah. 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 I, I, so I, I thought to myself that white dude in the Hawks bench looks a lot like Chandler Parsons. Was the thought that crossed my mind. <laughs> right. so everybody's human. It's fine. But like you can, you can actually work around this stuff or, or you make fun of it and you move on. But, but you have commentators that, that clearly hate the product that they're watching or they're too jealous that they're not playing now and mm. making more money. Like there, there's so much stuff. I, I mean, you have play by play guys that sometimes don't know who's out on the court. You've got a lot of stuff that you could do to improve the product. I've got a theory on the jealousy. I, I think I might've talked about it before. Oh, and, okay. and, um, and look, I'm not saying that this would just fix the NBA's rating issues because the MLB is having similar issues. But a difference between the sports is that the retired baseball players are mostly boosters for the game and right. they seem legitimately excited about the young talent. You see Pedro Martinez. He's excited about the young pitchers. You see uh, Poppy. Just all these guys, they seem excited about the young players. And I think that's because in baseball – Somebody else on the team having success doesn't detrimentally impact your statistics. And there's this irony that the more individualized game actually fosters a greater sense of teamwork because nobody's success is actually hurting anybody else. Whereas in basketball, it's ingrained in the NBA player that if this guy's getting touches, I'm not getting touches. If this guy's getting a lot of praise, I'm not going to get the money. I, I just think that there's also the salary cap aspect where there's more of a sense of praise and credit and money is incredibly finite. And you, I think you see that bleed through after these guys retire. It's still in them. The jealousy is still in them in a way you do not see when the commentators well, are for baseball. I well, also so- have another another thing here that gets to a whole nother conversation with analytics and the way the game is played. But what if the game is just worse to watch than it was 25 years ago for the average casual viewer? Like it's harder to follow what's happening, right? Like, that Well, that's what I was going to say, Dave, is like, and, yeah. and I'm curious, I'm curious what you think on this, because for me, I, I think like, to me, I'm like, oh, the skill level's never been higher. I like the you know right. technical aspects of, and all this stuff. So, but I'm also 
the basketball nerd who's always going to watch, right? right. Like, I'm going to watch exactly. the, I, whatever the product is I'm going to watch. And I do wonder, like, because it, we talk about the social media bubble and everything, like, yeah, okay, we can all, you know, circle whack around and, and you know, and say like, oh, yeah, we love this. Oh, we're so smart. We know so much about the game and all this stuff. And, you know, whatever. Like, it's it's all very masturbatory. But the cat, <laughs> it is. It, no, I like it well, is. You see euphemism, it. and then hey. you did the opposite of the euphemism. And then, no, and then you got to punch it home, man. Then you got to really punch it home. But, but what is circle like, whack around? That's, uh, yeah. It sounds like well, I didn't want to say past. I didn't want to say circle jerk because <laughs> I, sounds, I felt like, like that was too. Circle like, whack is okay, though. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. It, wasn't, it wasn't a uh, this is crude kind of thing. I just wanted to spice it up a little bit and just throw a different word in there to throw everybody off. A league pass announcer might yell. He circle whacked around the rim. Like Napier. Oh, we circle whacked around it. <laughs> you don't like that yeah don't like sacramento kings basketball <laughs> no but it's, it's this thing of like i don't like the casual fan is all when everyone always complains oh inside the nba is terrible it's not for us it's for the casual fan right and the casual fan loves it yeah. like they love right. it well, and so like loves loves yeah, barkley right exactly yeah. they love barkley love Shaq. they love I, kenny i love, I love barkley yeah this he's a, he's great <laughs> but so dave like the like the casual fan may legitimately not like this product anymore right it's just too much I've made this argument for years about the WNBA because the WNBA is really good, but the act, there are fewer actions on the offensive end, so it's easier to follow. And I think that we may have hit a point where the strategy is too complicated. I wonder. I want to know how do the Rockets – now, the Rockets are the extreme other way, right? Like that might be too gross to watch with the foul hunting and whatnot. I know it works and I'm not hating. I'm just saying like as a viewer, it might be too much. Um but I'd like to know what the more ISO heavy teams do in ratings compared to teams that you know have a lot of ball movement and things like that. While I may love it, it is not what like the average NBA fan that grew up, you know, like us with with Jordan and Magic and and those guys, and it was a much more stationary game where it's you know I can tell you exactly what's happening. Oh, that was a really nice cut because I actually saw it happen. Um, I wonder if that is also a part of it. Also, there's just a lot of competition, right? Like yeah, people but are watching I, YouTube. I, I think there's just like too ice. much basketball, yeah. first of all, well, out there. Yeah. Like when I was younger, there just wasn't this much basketball available to watch. So, you know, the product is being diluted as far as like how important or pressing is it for me to watch the freaking Nuggets play the Zion lists, you know, <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans. That's what I think. And but, you know, because it's capitalism and everything is based on a growth model, we should be getting bigger. Like traditionally, nobody cared about this sport in November ever. Like that was never the case. So I don't know why we should be panicking right now that people care a little bit less than they well, had. Previously. Also, why, why should we be panicking? Because the league's still making a buttload of money. Right. Well, that's but that's based on a contract that contracts right. that have already right. been signed. But do we believe do we believe that the money is going to go down in the next contract? Because I don't. Even I if do, the yeah. even if ratings are down, I, I, I don't I, think I it's going to go down. I, I mean, adjusted for inflation, and it's so hard to know what even the technology or the streaming services or the bidders are going to be in the right. future. That's my. Point. But I do yeah. think that this is viewed as a contract that was signed at the height of the rights bubble uh, that will not be replicated, where ESPN did not get. Did not did not make their money on this particular deal. I, I actually disagree a little uh, bit, Ethan, because I think Amazon and Google and uh, maybe even Apple are really going to get into this big time for streaming rights, and, and you're going to see them. They're going to make up for that money with streaming. 
I like I like the idea of that in theory, but if you're the NBA, like, do you want your games on Netflix? Like, I don't know. It's something know. like there's something about like the NHL thing where when they left ESPN and just left straight up real TV, how it just fell apart for them. Yeah, um, sure. I don't know if you want to be that if you're the NBA, right? Um, you know, ESPN and Turner, they're gonna have some a little, at least a little I, bit of left. I, I wonder I mean, if this will be in concert with a conventional television deal. I, I think I they'll really work out a streaming deal. I really shouldn't be saying this because I want to have everybody happy and not be anybody's enemy and not burn any bridges. Burn them. But I think ESPN is part of the problem here. Uh, not not the digital side and all the great work people do, but on the on the TV side. This observation was made by by James Miller, who wrote the book on ESPN, that hey, Monday Night Football on ABC was the premier jewel in sports broadcasting. It was the thing. Then it moved to ESPN and Sunday night football became the premier thing that got the big ratings. And the reason for that is that Sunday night football feels like it has some grandeur to it. It feels well produced. It feels like a big event for whatever reason. ESPN does a lot of things. Well, a lot of things. Well, television wise would not deny it but for some reason they just don't tend to give things that gloss and that grandeur and make it feel like a big deal it often feels cheap it often feels like the viewers intelligence is getting insulted uh it just doesn't have that <laughs> wait could you could you that, tell me how the viewers because i tend to think viewers are pretty stupid how like is it just like look, even look at, stupider look, than the viewer they, they don't they don't trust that the viewer even likes the game is what it feels ah, okay. like. I mean, well, if you well, look at an NBA on NBC, Marv Albert playoff intro, I yes. mean, you are geared up to go. You're yeah. about to run through a wall. You're yeah. excited. This is an event. And you do not really see that coming from the ESPN side when it comes to these things. You just you just don't see it. It seems like they're they're joined at the hip to two cable companies that don't really do that sort of thing. And that that matters when they're going up against some sports that have those contracts with the big networks that do that kind of thing. That's just my observation. They're treating it like baseball because there's so many games. It's not a big deal. But Sunday night football is a big deal because you don't get many opportunities. So it that makes perfect sense to me. That but they, they don't even do it. Budget. I feel like they don't even do it when the games matter and when it's big and when they do have the suspense and they do have the drama. Yeah, no, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a bad TV product right now. They've, they've like Richard Deitch. Yeah, yeah, Deitch uh, put out that story. I don't know a few weeks ago where he asked a bunch of us what you'd like to see different yeah. in the TV <laughs> product. And the one thing that I mentioned in there was I miss the Bob Costas, Marv Albert open to a game that really set a stage and brought the drama and the poetry of the matchup together and really got you hyped up for it. And instead, what you see with all of these games now is a four or five person panel yep. that is debating, 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 trying, and, to, make, yeah. trying to make jokes. Right. Yeah. And, and also no gravitas. I mean, part, yeah. Part of none. that too was, yeah. Part of that too was just like, Back then with the Bob Costas, we didn't really – I mean we had the 24-hour news cycle and everything, but it wasn't like this, right? right. So the buildup to the game is oversaturated as well. Yeah, And, and well, were, we got to remember that we're in a transitional phase, right? Like we, we're transitioning out of LeBron. Um, I don't want to yeah. say that this is 
quite 2004, 2005 level, you know, of where we were with Jordan. But if you think about it, like 2012 and 2013, which is basically the height of LeBron mania, um, that's seven years ago. That's yeah. six years ago. It's, it's, it's We're transitioning out of that. We're building up our new, obviously they're not going to be the next LeBrons and Jordans, but we're building up our new people that we could build drama around. Um, yeah. This transition, we, shit, man, KD might even be finished. Until, I mean, LeBron, until, LeBron Jr., until LeBron Jr. gets in. I mean, yeah. Well, that's a great observation from Waz because you look at the you look at the scene and which guys captivate the audience. And Ethan, get hyped in about Jochich already, man. Get get excited. What the hell's wrong yo, with you? Yo, I yo, speaking of TV product, here I've just realized how they can fix it. Is yeah. I was watching the the TNT overtime the other night um on the NBA app where they give you like you can do like the 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 player cam, right? So whoever the best player is for the Nuggets, they'll just follow them yes, on the court, yes, right? Yes, yes, I saw and that. I, and I, and I, I stumbled upon that joke. I watched, too. yeah, <laughs> I watched him, and it's just like when you're just focused on him, you're not focused on the entire game as a whole. It's hilarious, like watching him just kind of amble up the court and amble back down the court and complain to the rep and amble back, and then he'll like make a great shot or do a phenomenal pass or whatever, or grab a big rebound. But like, it's so much ambling, like. I really think that's that's a solution to throw in there for a couple of minutes here and there, just to oh, just to mix things up a little bit. Is he symbolic of where we're at right now? He's yes. got this is that, otherworldly skill. Yes, he's, he's got this otherworldly skill. He's incredible to watch at an aesthetic level, but the games don't really matter that much. So he showed up fat because who cares? And <laughs> nobody really watches him because he's in a, a smallish market. He yeah. seems to be symbolic of something. A hundred percent. And and by the way, I promise you, if that dude played for the Knicks, oh my goodness, we would oh, never hear the ridiculous. end of he'd this. Be the, yeah. He'd be the most popular player in the <laughs> league because he's so relatable. We Except would never. Then he'd hit no, a slump and the crowd would be shouting at him to do the truffle shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, while we're um, on the subject of complaining about NBA, the product, um, and I can't believe that I'm here, um, I'm, I'm sick of the bitching at the refs. I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. When I watch Montrez Harold, like, no disrespect, Montrez, you're a good player. Like, we, we like that you're a rotational piece. You're pretty fun to watch. Bro, you have no right to bitch at the refs as much as you do. You're Montrez Harrell. <laughs> like, Montrez Harrell feels empowered and emboldened to talk recklessly to the refs. Like, it's like, bro, I get it when LeBron or even CP or KD or Steph or whoever or Duncan back when he used to do the weird incredulous look like, who, me? How could you ever call that? <laughs> like, well, I well, get that, but Montrez Harrell, we've... We jumped the shark on what if we, what if we What if we implemented a rule of if you don't have any all-NBA teams in your resume, you don't get Done. to complain to the ref? Done. Automatic automatic technical. You know, automatic the tech. Problem, yeah. the, the problem might be that just a technical free throw is whatever is a punishment. Like, oh, my God. A chance at one point. <laughs> oh, no. our, friend, our friend Mo um, Dockhill actually came up with a dope solution to this. He talked about how when the league did the flopping rule, right? When it's like, all right, you flop in a game and you trick the ref, we're gonna find your ass after the game. They should find people where when you clearly rake the dude across the arm and you bitch at the ref about calling a foul on you like you didn't do anything, your ass gets fined for it. That, that's my thing. I don't mind the complaining, I mind getting gaslit. I, I, yes. I mind when you're complaining yes. and you're clearly yes. in the wrong. I, yes. I, I that's this that bothers me. I was just thinking it would be in, it would be entertaining if a free throw uh for a technical foul 
Um, it was more high leverage and was your best shooter shooting a three pointer just a, like a free throw it would be kind of entertaining. I think, it's a um, I think it's a way, I think it's a way to kind of kick some real like stakes into it. And speaking of kicks guys, you want the hottest new kicks on the market. The ones that just barely hit the shelves. Mm. Did you forget how to get them? Did you miss out? The answer is stock X, a revolutionary new marketplace for buying and selling 100% authentic sneakers, streetwear, watches, and handbags. Was I know I know you were looking at the Travis Scotts the other day, right? And you missed out on the raffle. I know that happened. I, I man, I, I I get that message on the. Are we allowed to say the uh, on an app? You got a yeah, I get on that message on an app, and and I'm just like, yeah, I'm about to get. No, I'm not. No, <laughs> by the time you, I got you that couldn't message. get them. But I know you had your. I know you thought, oh, I could just go to StockX. Go to StockX and track the price. I can track the price. Millions are already using it to find everything after it sells out. Uh, the Travis Scotts, anything, anything you want. Yeezys, Spade, that I kids. purchased were the 2012 Uptempo Olympic versions Ooh. with the Scottie Pippen number eight Ooh. on the back. It's from the 96 Olympics, but they redropped them in 2012, and I bought those Ooh. on StockX. They came in no time. It was fantastic. And I'm they actually checked looking. To, they checked to make sure it was authentic, Dave. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the UNC Chicago Jordan ones right now. That's a nice kick yeah. right there. Yeah, absolutely. You can get it all one in on all the hype guys. Check out stockx.com slash B ball for a surprise offer that won't be around long. I, you won't even believe the offer they're giving you, but you got to go to stockx.com slash B ball. Check it out today. How do we kick those ratings in guys? How do we do that? Is it by bringing Carmelo Anthony back? <coughs> what if the ratings felt Carmelo wasn't there? <laughs> there's a protest we, tonight if ratings go through the roof tonight mm. we know mellow's the new zion mellow's the new zion and mellow is making his debut wearing double zero for the uh the old portland trailblazers wait he's wearing for the amount zero? of defense he's gonna play <laughs> <laughs> not oh, just zero exactly. not just zero reported he's wearing double zero double i don't zero. know rob rob said that rob threw that into the chat and i just believe it sucker no that's exactly true Got to stay Mel Zero, whatever. Oh boy! Wait, don't they have a, a zero on the team? Uh, a, a kind oh. of significant yeah. zero. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to have a double zero and a zero. Yeah, because it's the same number. Well, you can have a nine and a ninety-nine. Uh, but it's different. Yeah, it's double yeah. zero still double zero, zero has Cause, cause no meaning. Cause, yeah, because ninety-nine, ninety-nine is a real number. Double yeah. zero is not a real number. Is he trying to say that he's twice of Dame? That maybe that's what he's saying. Yeah, or he's the new Eric Montross, one of those. Or he's like Dame Junior. It's like zero oh. plus the zero is the junior. So he's like Dame son. Oh, he's zero. Yeah. Why? Uh, yeah, this is gonna be awful. Why is social media blitz? Why is there such defensiveness among Portlanders on the white side thing? It, it, it's very strange to me. Well, I, I think would, it's just a very you know it's it, I, I, I not would the, wait for it to work out. I would it's not the most diverse in the Pacific Northwest, so they feel like, all right, if you say, say they're too white, then – oh, different <laughs> white. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I thought you meant like the white side of what the – What is happening? See, I Wait. thought you were going to like an overcompensation uh, sort of explanation. Oh, but it's, yeah. Uh, yeah they, they, there was a lot of uh, all these guys said that – all these people said that he was a bad character guy. 
it's not true clearly from the first week of the season. Wait, why do they think come on? Why do these people think that? Why do they think that this is working out? Um Well, I think now oh. reality is starting to set in that maybe this There's still a lot. There's still a lot of people that think he's playing well cuz they they look at the box score stats and don't know what they're watching on television. Yeah. Um yeah, it was, it, it was a grim locker room. I went to the their visitors locker room when they came to uh when they came to Chase and it's not a good place to lose. Chase isn't as a visitor because the visitor locker room setup is uh, just the two benches kind of facing each other. So they're just all looking at each other. They're all looking oh, at I love each that. other. I yeah. Love that. yeah. Right after the loss. It's uh-huh. just perfect for finger pointing. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> a, a little rotunda is better for it's, easy. It's a great, attention. it's a great move in the middle of the game too for halftime, right? If first yeah. half goes poorly, now they're just, just sitting at each other looking at, oh, that's that guy's not making and defensive rotations. Cool. And it's pretty cramped and you can start seeing some shots getting thrown, some subtle, some subtle digs, CJ McCollum, uh, in so many words, talking about how Whiteside was screwing up on defense. And I just went, Ooh, that's a, but it's a long season. I didn't think the Rockets would start working out so well that that one's impressive to me. That that's, that's pretty impressive. I'm not buying it. They're good in the regular season. Why was that going to change? Hmm. Not defensively. You gotta remember, even when um, what's his name? When Chris Paul went down last year, and Harden took off, doing this exact same routine, like doing this exact yeah. same thing, shooting a ton, scoring a ton, you know, doing his regular season Harden thing. Um, he'll go back to missing step backs in the playoffs come April. What if he doesn't? What if this is the season of Harden? And nobody's see, going to know what. See, it, see, I played that game two, two, three years in a row, we, Ethan. Where I was like, lot. no, yeah, this we're... is going to be the year that Harden proves the doubters hey, wrong. There, there are no Warriors, no Warriors. He's just got, he's got to get through LeBron. He's got to get through the Lakers theoretically. I, I don't know. I mean, it'd be very difficult to figure out where we're at with everything if this vanity project of James Harden called the Houston Rockets actually wins then I don't I don't know what we do with that I don't know what the story is there I, I don't think they I don't think they beat the Clippers I don't think they beat the Lakers I don't think they beat Denver yeah I, I think they, they I think they beat the Clippers would destroy I think the Clippers if they have Paul George and Kawhi I think <laughs> will destroy I don't know why I said he only has to get through the Lakers that's a dumb thing to say but uh yeah I think the Clippers would be pretty pretty hard Pretty hard on Harden. But it's not just Harden, though. Even, like, in the playoffs, like, where everybody actually pays attention to their defensive assignments and the one defender's foot just remains in the lane because Russell Westbrook still can't shoot. Um, are they? The, does Mike D'Antoni have the stones to bench Russell Westbrook in a clutch situation? Yes, I don't because, think so. Yeah, 100%, because that franchise is only based on what James does. Mm. They only care about what James Harden does. Like they don't, they're they don't have the allegiance to Russ that the Thunder did in any way. So yeah, as long got as Russ in the contract for like five more years, so and Dan Tony's a lame duck. We might see yeah. some funny stuff yeah. from Dan Tony. Yeah, yeah. He, he, may, great, yeah he may. That's a great wild card. Yeah. Right um, no, I just I think Harden is Harden's as long as Harden is happy. I think that's the only thing that matters when it comes to the coaching stuff. I don't know. I just think that. I, they were here uh, on Saturday, and you know Russell Westbrook was not playing or was not playing. He was he was out on the second night of a back to back. Harden took forty one shots, um, and, w- and that's what he had to do. They won. It worked out fine, but I don't know, man. It's just like you you watch it, and in in it, it seems like in real time you can see the flaws even sure. more than watching it on TV. It's just like. 
how is this possibly going to work in the Western Conference semifinals when it's dribble, 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 jack. And I mean, you know, you have Chris Clemens can hit four threes like he did against the Wolves on a Saturday and in November. But I mean, that's not going to happen in May against in Denver. I just don't I don't see how this all works out. So they're on an eight game win streak right now. Right. Uh, They beat Memphis, the Warriors, the Bulls and the Pelicans to start that streak. So four beyond easy games that kind of got things back in line for them. But then they went out and beat the Clippers. No Paul George, but they beat the Clippers and they handled Kawhi pretty well that night. They went out and beat a good Pacers team. In my opinion, that that still is missing a lot because of injuries, but still they're, they're playing well. So I think that's a quality win. They went out and beat the wolves. Um, I still don't know what that, I still, yeah, I still, I still don't know what that means. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah, but, um, and then they go out and beat a struggling bad Portland team last night. Uh, I don't know what to like, they still can only play the teams ahead of them, right? So I, you can't kill them for taking advantage of a soft part of the schedule, but they still took advantage of a soft part of the schedule. Like winning eight games in a row is still incredible. Like By that way, still matters. Which is the same thing the Lakers have done. Lakers you know, have done the Celtics. Like Celtics have the easiest the La- schedule in those the Lakers season so have, far. Can we say the Lakers have looked more legit than the Rockets? Um, yes. Yes. Um, yes. 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 yes, yes. Based on AD and LeBron being better than Westbrook, but I think it's just the defense of the Lakers looks nasty. Yeah, Yeah, defense looks really good. Um, Danny Green's doing all right. Yeah, their shooting's pretty bad. Um, I just I don't know. Like, look at the Rockets. I don't know if they can keep this up. Speaking of guys, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. (laughs) Usually, we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like "I lost my mojo in the playoffs." Right. This up. Or we avoided altogether excuses like, I had a long day at work. I don't want to make that defensive rotation. Or sorry, honey, slash Mike D'Antoni. I'm just not feeling it. Anything, right? You can always make an excuse for why it, why it didn't keep going. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. No one knows you'll come up short. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan if medication is appropriate roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping the whole process is straightforward simple discreet getting started started is simple you just got to go to getroman.com slash back and complete an online visit erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle or tough to cross over against not anymore dave now there's roman john Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and Ethan. They'll take care of it. Just go to getroman.com slash back to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Waz, that's getroman.com slash back for a free visit to get started. Jade, getroman.com slash back. Ben had Roman. Get it. Guys, Paul George is back. Paul George looks, is back. Looks and he's pretty been, good. He's been looks pretty good. really good. He's been pretty good. First half, Paul George is back. <clears throat> 88 points in wow. 73 minutes played. Oh, man, what happened, Wow, Ross? Zach, you disrespecting playoff P you ain't watched last night? What, was last night the playoffs? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's really good. He's really good. He's been great uh, in the first three games back. What would you say, Dave? 88 points? 88 in points in 73 minutes. That sounds pretty good. Yeah. It's a, uh, although... Uh, the first game, it's hard to tell you in the second game because they won by 49 points, but the first right. game really struggled defensively. 
like made some key errors, just wasn't locked in with these guys. Doesn't mean he's a bad defender. It just shows the rust, right? The rust isn't right. there for the scoring with him. It's it's there for the defensive rotation stuff. Yeah. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah. Makes he's total barely sense. New practiced. Team. Yeah. yeah. But I think we might get a, we might get a, a handle on, uh, on seeing him and Kawhi Wednesday night against the Celtics. Or maybe we have to wait until Friday against the Rockets because, guys, Kawhi's load management is actually a legitimate knee injury. It's a legitimate knee injury. So, moving forward, how worried are we, Was? You, you, um, you're, a Cl- you're a Clipper head. You, you, well, you cover the Clippers. Yeah, I talked to a Clippers staffer. He showed me a picture of Kawhi's leg. And, like, right around his knee area, there was just, like, a huge bulge. Which I was like, is that a knee brace? Because it was under his We're done with his the get-roman sweats. <laughs> well, he was it was under his sweats and you could clearly see like a line going across like it looked like a knee brace. And it was he was like, oh, it's just a contusion. I'm like, All right, I get that it's a contusion and it goes down with ice and rest and blah, blah, blah. But that don't look right, you know, and the idea that it just flared up on a flight. Um, that's also problematic to me. I think it's something to monitor, especially when you consider the fact that probably from game three of the Eastern Conference Finals on, he was basically, he had a noticeable limp yeah. throughout the rest of the playoffs on that exact same leg and that exact same knee. So, of course, it's something to be concerned about. He's the franchise. And, you know, I brought up Paul George's three that clinched the game last night, but the previous two possessions, he couldn't dribble the ball against Chris Paul. Um, which is why he's your number two, right? Like, he's your ideal number two. But for that right. thing to move and sing, it, it's got to be Kawhi out there crushing people in those important moments. I think Paul George is perfect to, you know, let Kawhi sort of load, load manage during games and not have to dominate the offense as much, not always have to draw the defensive assignment of the best wing on the other team every single night. Uh, I think Paul George serves his purpose perfectly in that regard, but... We need to be monitoring his knee. <laughs> Dave, isn't that kind of what the whole, at least in theory, point of the OKC Paul George was supposed to be? Yeah. It's like, hey, Russ, you don't have to do as much. And Russ is like, nah. Yeah, except Obviously, Russ and Kawhi are very different, but right. that, it's just funny to me listening to what Waz was saying. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I heard this before. Not that it's going to go the same way by any means, because I, I think it's two very different organizations and different coaches and, and different superstars. But it's just funny listening to that. I was like, oh, yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, but I think Kawhi, yeah, is a much different player than than Russ and obviously doesn't really care about statistics, you know, which I, I think that's pretty apparent in, in the way he plays. Cares I don't think you're gonna, Yeah, and well, what's funny is actually those guys are so complimentary of each other away from the ball, so they can both create for others and themselves, but they're knockdown spot-up shooters as well. So, yeah, it's like people wondering if, it, if the fit's going to be weird. Not at all. I mean, I, I think Kawhi would be happy – to hang out in the corner a little bit on and, and gain some rest on some offensive possessions. Which is funny because, Ethan, I feel like that's what we said he wouldn't want to do with LeBron, right? Like that's why he didn't go to the Lakers because he didn't want to just stand in the corner. But I think what Dave's saying does have some credence to it. Like all of a sudden we've – like it does just feel like a different – a different reason yeah, for doing it. But you know, what, LeBron what I love went we, down we, and sold all of that. Yo, it's going to be you, Kawhi. But everybody knows that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Kawhi's not stupid. Like, he knows in the fourth quarter LeBron was going to do his LeBron shit and monopolize all of the possessions. Like, he's not dumb. And he well, knows. We, we also but Paul don't, George, we that don't know case. any. We don't know anything about that um, too. 
Kawhi's internal That's monologue or anything that motivates him, we we just have no idea. It seems maybe he's really competitive with LeBron and he wants to show up yeah. LeBron. And I heard yeah. rumor, uh, I heard rumors from from NBA players that he was mad that they didn't throw in Kuzma and the deal and, and get it done and get Kawhi over there. So yep. he 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 spited the Lakers. But who who knows? Who knows what goes on in that guy's head? I, I have no clue. I love the ad where he uh, sort of asserts L.A. as his own city. It's just hard for him to really take up that mantle. Yo, he's apparently Ethan, hurt. hold on. Y'all going to love this. At Staples yesterday, it was like the end of – like it was one of the – before – coming out of a timeout before one of the bigger possessions at that game, which was really close, um, the PA guy goes, this is your city. This is your building. This is your team. <laughs> and I was like, well, technically – it's not no, true. Technically, it's not even their it's team if the Lakers city. move out. It's the Kings it's, team if the Lakers move out, right? Like not I think. your city. It's definitely not your building. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yes, this is your team. Sure. It's, I, I love, I just, I love that. I love when um, they're like the doth protest too much aspect of organizations and how it seeps out and it reveals itself. Uh, it's hilarious. Uh yeah, I man, it it would be good. It's it's unfortunate with the injury. I I do wonder. I do wonder. I know I don't wonder. I know that the Clippers management was sick over what they had to give up in that trade. They had to do it. They were leveraged into doing it, but there has to be a lot of regret and some sadness that Kawhi wouldn't just show up there under the terms that they wanted. That to, in order to get him, they had to effectively give away the future. And I mean, Gilgis Alexander, not the most impressive game last game, but I mean, he looks, I mean, he looks like a future star and he does, he does but also like, who cares if they win a title? What do you mean? Like, who cares how good he become? He can become a hall of famer. If they win the title with this group, it's yeah. all justified, right? You know, people say that and I know it should all be about winning but it's not like there's any long-suffering Los Angeles Clipper fan base that has been. No, I mean, there, no, there for is, sure, but, but there's but not. It's not. It's not like the the Cubs winning a World Series. You know no, what I mean? No, like for you, sure. You but, probably might be better off building something that is uh, sustainable for interest. Look, if they win a title, they win two titles. I, I, I'm sure that justifies the job that they're doing there. I, I, I'm just saying that. You know, I have a theory. Here's a, here, here's this is I'm now I'm flying off in a tangent. I would love to know the Canadian input on this one. Oh boy, which one would the people of Toronto have preferred? Oh, Leafs, absolutely. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going a different direction. Oh, Celine, Grammy, <laughs> going a different direction. Andrew Wiggins, All Star. <laughs> okay, so Trudeau, no blackface. <laughs> So, uh, when, when Kawhi's making this long anticipated free agency decision, um, you've got the two, the two options. One, the Raptors don't win the championship, but Kawhi says, you know what? I'm Canadian now. I love Canada. I love Toronto. I've felt as though I've become one with the city. I love you guys. I'm signing a long-term deal here. I want to finish my career here because I love the city of Toronto so much. I'm so impressed with it. You guys really are a world-class city. You're really incredible. I didn't know my whole life that I was actually Canadian. It took me having to get traded here for me to really find out. Uh, which scenario do they prefer? Do they prefer 
that scenario or do they prefer the scenario where Kawhi wins the championship there and goes, eh, still don't like it. It's cold. I'm out. What, See ya. What I know about Raptors fans, they love the we won and you guys don't talk about us complex more than anything. The, the, the victimhood is is high within that group. Yeah. Um, and also, either you I know what they, I mean? I think like, most would don't. want the validation. I think they want the validation. You know what, you know what sure, they want? For sure. Less than all of that, keeping DeRozan and getting their heads caved in in the first and second round again. <laughs> no. Yeah. Like, well, uh, well, that's the right. other alternative here. To your, to your point, Ethan, about building something sustainable, they just had a top five team in the league during the Chris Paul era, right? And it didn't matter. Like yeah. it didn't, it didn't matter locally. And I don't think this is, I don't think a championship starts taking away fans from the Lakers and moving. I'm not even talking about any of that. I don't think that's true, but think about the, and I'll just say it again, the circle whack aspect of, of having a new owner. Oh, come the in. circle whack. Yeah. Incredible uh, play. It's <laughs> circle whack from downtown. Um, Add in the circle whack move. No, think about like you had this horrendous, racist owner and someone came in and fixed it to the point of not only just save the franchise from this owner, which by the way, they allowed to exist for 40 years, save that, save the franchise from that guy, but then built it into a champion. There is so much PR spin for the league there. Yeah. In a, in a, in a, in a positive way. Zach. Zach. circle whacking on the <laughs> sideline court side. You don't like Los Angeles Clippers basketball. <laughs> Zach, it's now one of the best franchises in the league. Yeah, in every capacity, the biggest one of the biggest losers in the history of sports sold for two billion dollars and they turn it into a champion like that. That is way more valuable, in my opinion, for the league and for the NBA and for the Clippers just in general as a national story than than building something sustainable with Shea Gilgis Alexander for 10 years. Yeah, because that's not sexy. Mm. It might end up being sexy, right? But it's sexy now. Right, exactly. It would have been it would have been nice if if Kawhi hadn't demanded that they give away the whole future for him to arrive there. And I'm sure that there is a lot of uh, it's not something that they wanted to do. They felt like but, the gun was put to their head. Sure, but you can but you can do that. You can oh, do you that. Mean, oh, you mean the Clippers gave the Clippers. away? I'm like the, I'm yeah. like Toronto ain't give away no damn future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, the Clippers. No, but you can you can do that when you also have two of the most, you know egregious contracts in the league for veterans with Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. Right. And that yeah. will change at some point, but also, you know, to, could, also, you know, that. um, it was pointed to me yesterday that Paul George is extension eligible this summer. And it seems pretty likely that he'll sign that if they are from a max extension with all his shoulder Harlem shaking problems, like he's, He's probably going to sign that. And it's just yeah. like, oh, you don't Otherwise, like backroom deals with Aaron Mintz. You don't like Los Angeles Clippers <laughs> basketball. I mean, that's why, that's why Patrick Patterson's starting, right? See, they're boys. Mm. Yeah, well, but also, uh, like, you know, not like, the greatest minutes. So, um, what do you, uh, you guys, you guys go to the Clipper games. Are they selling out? Every game, yes, okay. Yes, every yes, single but it's game, a lot of, it's, it's a lot packed. of road fans, yeah. Okay. Every single game, the, the, there's there's no mostly no empty seats in the house. Like it's you know pretty much close to sold out. But Laker, not Laker fans, Clipper fans just seem like they're you know watched out at a matinee movie or something. Like it's yeah. just they, they're just, just hanging and lounging. They, they, just they, don't a mascot, they just had a mascot stick a finger in the ear of a 140 year old man who who survived Normandy, and no one really seemed to bat an eye. Like wow. it's I wouldn't say it's the most engaged crowd, right? Yeah, like it's 
If that Which, happened the way, here, they, they would murder the coyote. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, no one could believe what was going on. And, although yeah. it did, I can't remember who said it, but someone called it a vet, a vet willy. Vet. Oh, no. Which is that Willie? Yeah, That's which hilarious. was great. But I mean, that happened. Um, but guys, before, we're we're running out of time here. But I do want to play the hottest game that is sweeping the nation, called "Does This Matter?" Mm. Jade, a little game show music, please. In post production, got it. Uh, does this matter? I'm going to give you guys four statistics. Nope, three statistics that I wrote down, and I want you to know, or I want you to let me know if this matters we'll go around the horn with this oh wait no we'll go around the circle whack with this statistics number one andre drummond is averaging 17 rebounds per game that has not been done since dennis robin in 1994 not only does this mean it for him but for a free agency for what people will want with him possibly in a trade as he becomes a free agent this summer because i believe he's declining that player option dave does his rebounding matter uh yeah i think so I mean, it, you know, rebounding is a part of defense, and and that's super helpful. You got to end the possession. So, uh, yeah. John, does this matter? Does it? I mean, they're four and nine. Like, what? okay, but you're, you know, it, it, there's extenuating <laughs> circumstances. <laughs> it's it's basically it's Andre Touché. Drummond and the basketball buds out there trying to win NBA right. games. It's you not, know what the problem know. is, John? It's relative to his salary and what he's expected to make. Wait, he was, seems was, like a was, guy was, was, Does this matter? No. Okay. <laughs> No, Even, it would it would matter if he played for like the Clippers or something, right? Okay. Um, oh, right. And he yeah, was paid it, like sixteen yeah. million dollars a year, like an average NBA starting center. But he's gonna get like thirty, and he's nowhere close to as good as an Embiid or a Jochich or a Rudy. So it's like, get get him out of here, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Does this matter? I'll Seventeen no. rebounds per game. I'll go no. Even though it hasn't been done since nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I mean it's about winning, right? It's not even a round number, though. Just win, baby. All right. Got to win. Got to win. Disagree with all you guys. Statistic number two. Dave is on an island there. That's right. Statistic number two. LeBron James is leading the NBA in assists nearly two per game ahead of Luka Doncic, who is second right now. Ethan, does this matter? He's been just the whole, yes, the whole LeBron thing this season. uh, He's been incredible way over expectations. Um, yeah, I would say it matters. Our clutch sports correspondent, Wozni Lambre, does this matter? <laughs> Watch your mouth, man. Uh, yeah, it, ma- it matters because you know you know why it matters, Zach? Like, he's still averaging 24 points, which is less than his customary, like 27, 28. But it takes a lot more work to generate those assists than it does to get those extra three or four points a game. And when he was pushing the ball the other night, and granted, it was against the Hawks and a, a Hawks team that was at the end of a long road trip and on a back-to-back in L.A., but when he was, I mean, he was firing the ball up the floor. Like, the way he was passing that game He's was... exerting himself. Yeah. That's why I'm just like, this shit matters. Yeah. John, does this matter? It does matter, because who else is going to pass if it's not going to be him <laughs> on that team? And... The lack of dribbling. Oh my! Yeah, he's got. He's got to. I mean, he's got to connect this whole group. And outside of Anthony Davis, he's got to raise the level of play of every other guy if they want to come out of the West. And so, yes, I think it does matter. He's he's got that offense humming because of the approach that he's taking, and no one else on that roster is capable of doing that. 
Dave, will it be a, queen, a clean sweep of does this matter for LeBron assists? I'm going to couch it. I, I don't think the assists really matter, but wow. his style of, hang on, but his style of play matters. The assists don't matter because, you know, the way the NBA tracks assists is just kind of, you know, very loose. Um, they want someone to ha have a lot of assists. It looks good, you know, when you're publicizing it. But as they pointed out, him pushing the ball and actually trying to increase the pace is the key for this team to blow the doors off people. And so as the assists are an indicator of that, it's fantastic. But I don't care about assists. Dave, does it matter? Yes or no? It matters. Yes, okay, it there matters. we go. Clean sweep. <laughs> Clean sweep. All right, last one. For does this matter? The game control those two minutes. <laughs> Wilt Chamberlain did it twice. We're not talking about sex. I thought it was 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has done 37 or more points per game since Michael Jordan in 1986-87 season. James Harden currently at 39.2 points per game. Dave, does this matter? Um, yes, absolutely. There's, you know, look at that roster. It's James Harden. And then down a couple steps is Russell Westbrook. And then it's a bunch of guys. I mean, Chris Clemens, as Krasinski brought up. I thought that was a linebacker. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. And then uh, I got, I got ripped for it because I apparently didn't know that he was, came from Campbell and scored a bunch of points when he was at Campbell. Yeah. He's so, actually, yeah. What he's the hell is Campbell? <laughs> That's what I thought of soup. <laughs> no, it's a it's a college in North Carolina. Yeah, he's a he's a gunner. He I actually think he's gonna he gonna good. score a lot of points. Yeah, uh, as a bench guy. As but, many as James Harden. Doesn't no, this matter. So, so James Harden. Yeah, it matters. Uh, James Harden's usage is somehow very slightly up from last year, and uh, he's scoring you know more points. I mean, by quite a bit. So yeah, it matters. They need every single bucket they can get. He scored fifty nine points in a game that they scored 159 points and they needed every single one of them to beat the wizards. So yeah, it matters. That's crazy. John, does this matter? Uh, it does for right now. Yes. Um, I mean, they are, they're 11 and three. And like when I watched them play the wolves the other night, okay. The wolves are missing Wiggins and a Kogi. The uh, rockets are missing Westbrook and Capella and Gordon. And what Harden did was said, I, I'm just, I'm taking this over. I'm going to take 41 shots and, and I'm going to make this happen. And that's what they needed. And I think Towns only got 15 shots in that game. And I thought Towns needed 30 in that game to, to kind of try and keep up. And so you need in those situations, you need your star sometimes to, to be a gunner and go for it. And so I think it does matter right now. Um, will it matter what come playoff time? That's a, that's a bigger question, but right now, yes, I think it does matter. Waz, our, uh, our resident drip correspondent. Does this matter? So Harden, I, th I think it was for our man, Rob Mahoney over at sports illustrated. He did the story about the Rockets. Oh, now, now at the ringer. Now at the ringer. Oh shit. Congrats, Rob. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Shouts to Rob Mahoney. Getting paper. Yeah, I think he just started a couple days ago, right? Okay. He getting paper. Good for him. I got to text him and congratulate him. Um, <laughs> So he did a story about the Rockets and essentially Harden's like he was asked about winning championships. He's like, you know, I drive, I strive to win championships, but I'm really proud. Basically, he said, I'm really, really proud of being a player who does who's known for doing really cool shit, like inventing a step back that he never makes in crucial moments. Right. Um, <laughs> so how I know that this doesn't matter is because James Harden said that it does. Like, that's how I know this doesn't matter. Like he's 
Like wow. we we use the term wow. stat chaser a lot, but like James Harden is the like he yeah. might be the clearest distill, distillation of stat chasing, stat padding that we've ever seen in the league. And I count Russell Westbrook forcing Stephen Adams not to get rebounds on free throws in that. E- Ethan, our uh, our resident Rockets hater and James Harden hater, uh, according to Rockets fans, does this matter? Oh. If you don't like James Harden's brand of circle whack basketball, <laughs> you don't like the Houston Rockets. True. Shut up and listen by Tillman Fertitta on stores. <laughs> Ow! Shut up and listen by Tillman, Tillman Fertitta on store shelves now. Get your book. Tillman Fertitta's new new book, Shut Up and Circle Whack, available in spring 2022. Whack. It's just so fun to just be Grant Napier. It is. <laughs> if you can enjoy a DeMarcus Cousins injury. Okay, sorry. Anyway. Bowling Green's finest. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, matter, matter. I guess it matters in the sense that uh, people really like the statistics. I mean, I didn't know that Kobe scoring 81 would would endure in the way that it's endured. So people people are into it. People are into it. I don't think it matters as far as uh, the Houston Rockets winning a championship. But it matters as far as what we'll remember from the season if James Harden goes and scores 90 points. Is he going to end up being the greatest scorer of the modern era? Yeah, by, I mean, like the three-point era? Uh, Daryl Morey would say he'd be the greatest scorer of any era. And uh, makes yeah, but not, I'm Michael not dealing Jordan with the greatest like, offensive to... player. Not even just score. He's the greatest yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. Dar- player. It makes Michael Jordan look like Greg Oystertag. You know, is uh... Greg Oystertag? <laughs> no, Oystertag. You made a... <laughs> I don't know. I made him a, made him a crustacean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I meant to say Mark Eaton was Brian was Brian Scalabrini. <laughs> how do you do that? How do you do Chris Clemens? <laughs> We're in Zach's wheelhouse now. Yeah, now you walked right into Tony, it. Tony Musselberg? Debt left shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Oyster tag. That's great. <laughs> Derek Fisher. Oh, oh, yeah. That's a little on the nose. Come on. <laughs> um, I, I am. I'm fascinated by that because I really think James Harden just wants to score 40 points a game this year. Yeah, and I, and I kind of and honestly, like, I'm at a point where I don't begrudge him. I think it's that's fine. kind of kind of crazy to have that be a goal and then to maybe come through on that goal. His scoring average went down last night because he only scored 36 points. That's an insane sentence to say out loud. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, you know, we were doing the ding and I was just like, wow, this is insane. If he had scored 47 points last night, he was at 39 and a half coming into the game. Yeah. If he had scored 47 points, which was on the table because right. the Blazers defense is awful. He would have been at 40 a game at this point in the season. I mean, this is sort of like, uh, I don't know if any of you guys love baseball, but Back when guys used to flirt with 400, you would be like 15 games in, and it's like, oh, this guy's still batting 400. Can right. he keep it up? Absolutely not. But with with Harden, you know he can take 35 or 40 shots a night. Like it's uh, in range. There, there's no reason why he won't do. It. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. He's gonna score 40 a game. That's it. It's happening. He's, like he's the, I he's think the it's first just player. There. He's the first player since uh, Kobe Bryant in 2005, 2006 to take at least 25 shots a game. Yeah. Uh, he should shoot more. Jamal Crawfish. Uh, <laughs> LeBron, LeBron James. 
Cron James. Cron James. <laughs> <laughs> that one got lost. Wow. <laughs> um, by the way, I just saw I was scrolling through my timeline, right? And it said Brett Brown, Olympic coach, and I was like, damn, USA's trying to tank? Oh, but I just saw Australia that it's again. Australia. Yeah. Again. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe we get Mo Dockyle back on get the Mo back, back on, on the, the uh, yeah. on the staff. Uh, yeah. I was like, oh, damn. We don't want to win. I've never seen someone so excited <laughs> to see Mo as uh, as Joe Ingles the other night. Oh yeah, Joe was very excited to see one Mo Dockyle. Um, is that gonna do it? Is that it? It's gonna do it. Jay, we're like good. It. All right. Can anybody come up with one good more crustacean pun? One more. Um, Bonzi whales. Danny Greenhouse. Someone's gonna say it's a mammal, not a, whatever. You know what I mean? The sea, the sea animal. <laughs> Muscle Westbrook. Oh. Muscle Westbrook. <laughs> hey, all right, hey, you guys seeing this uh, Carmelo uh, social media blitz? No. Okay, I just hold on. A number greater than any assignable quantity or countable number symbol. What? what? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's giving you the numerology of the right. double zero. Of the Yo. double zero. Oh, One should God. be concentrating on clues that the universe is dropping for them to take up a quick reaction. You don't get your Kyrie Irving ass out of this. <laughs> Listen, I, you know Are what? NBA players just going crazy. Is that yes. what's happening? Yes. Yep. It, no, man. It's content. It's, they have content brain. Oh, so he's doing the infinity symbol as represented by the zeros. Double that he zeros. Wants to be. Yeah. 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 But, but even though they've got to be touching. They've got to be is, touching. This, reminds, done eight. Me, this right. is reminds me of the time. That Stu Gotts brought on a caller and said, 80, you're on the you're on the air. And they said, No, that's Bo. And he read the B as an eight. <laughs> <laughs> Can he get how here's a great question. I don't know what the regulations are. Can he get the zeros close together and touching in order to represent what he wants to represent? Uh, Honestly, put like a little masking tape between two. Yeah, because he's gonna yeah. look like a big idiot if the, those zeros are far apart. I mean, come on now. Come on. That's not I the mean, infinity symbol. Yeah, otherwise he'll look just completely Has normal. there ever been a bigger gap between what a number a player says is and what the number is, considering that we are looking at a value of nothing and Carmelo is insisting that it's infinity? Why didn't he just wear an eight? For John Krasinski, for Wazzy Lambert, for Dave DeFore, for Ethan Strauss, for Jade Hoy, I'm Zach Harper. Thanks for subscribing to The Athletic. If you don't, go over to The Athletic and subscribe. Uh, thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Leave a review. Leave a five-star review if you can. Unsubscribe from the pod and resubscribe to the pod to cook the numbers like all those other podcasts do. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Yo, it's Carmelo Anthony. Round this shot. It's time to get up, get your day going. friends.